0: We're surfing through another dimension, a dimension of podcasts and real time streaming, of content both live and, quote unquote, on tape. It covers Washington, Oregon, BC, and even Idaho,
1: existing between the summit of man's technology and the depths of his cave.
2: There's the web banner up ahead. Your next stop, the Northwest Convergence Zone.
1: Back to the Northwest Convergence Zone. That was the badass music of The Legend of Bigfoot. Humanoids. Humanoids.
2: I am so glad they're back in the swing, man. Yep. I miss those guys. Uh, On uh, on your show, Enter the Rock Pit, have you guys played Sons of Ivan? Yes, we have. That, you know, that was Kruska's, you know, I don't know if it was his first band, but that was the pre Bigfoot. With the Fernandez brothers. Yeah, that was. That is a great disc, man. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. when the when Legend of Bigfoot had their CD release party, and I support the scene, so I bought their CD. And then they just they were giving away. The, the Sons, of Ivan. Sons of Ivan with it. Right. That was the best whatever five ten bucks I've ever spent <laughs> as far as like buying a local That's CD right. from a show because both of those discs are fantastic. You know. You can tell stellar, we, as I might stellar. say. <laughs> drink up, <laughs> drink up. Uh, all right, hey, welcome back to part two. And the reason we played some of the Bigfoot uh, right there is because we have our big summer crush coming up, and they're going to be on that bill. It's a shindig. Those guys on Louis G's stage with with uh, the crowd and everything—that's going to be—that's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, I better make sure that they know that there's some screens to play some videos and stuff too, because. Yeah, I think you know, they they, 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 they use they use that avenue when it's available. The full
2: on shebang. Yeah. Full on shebang. Yeah, this isn't this is no stripped down, uh, you know, uh, mama's show. Yep, this is full on rock and roll, baby. Hide the children. We'll bring them, <laughs> but hide them. it isn't all ages show. <laughs> it is an all ages show. So hide the kids when the bigfoot hits. Everyone's invited. <laughs> Uh, all right. Hey, we have, uh, you know, TK has not been in the studio for quite a while. I know, I know she was, well, she was touring. Has uh, she even been in this, this studio yet? Yeah. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she has. Been in here. She has. Okay. But it's been a while. I mean, all it's right. been a while since yeah. we've seen TK. She had um, some family things that she had to deal with. Uh, and then she went on tour. Yeah. And so she was out there representing the comedy from the Northwest to the nation. And from what, from what I understand, they, they really ripped it up. They did a good job. So, cool. But, you know, TK, she's our gal. She's our, uh, you know, our reporter on the street to the comic world. Mm-hmm. And so she sent us in a great interview here. This is a cat named Jake Sharon. And TK caught up with him. And here's how that went.
3: Hey, it's TK Kasnick for the Northwest Convergence Zone, and today I have Jake Sharon with me. Say hi, Jake.
0: Hi, I'm Jake.
3: <laughs> so, where are you from?
0: I, I live in Denver, Colorado.
3: Wow, that's a long ways. How did you get out here?
0: Um, I drove my car.
3: <laughs> uh, you're funny.
0: Oh, oh, you mean like like why did I come out here? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, uh, I usually come out here a couple times a year. Uh... Like every five or six months or so like last time I was here is a Seattle competition uh, time before that um, you know I just usually come out here a couple times a year uh, usually for about a month and I make uh, we're here right now at Susan Jones's house and I always make her house my base camp and usually book like four to five weeks of club gigs around it you know
3: yeah Susan's great for that uh, let me ask you how long have you been doing comedy <laughs>
0: I've been doing comedy a decade, and uh, a lot of people have careers after two years even, sometimes three years, you know, they got maybe some TV credits or some fame or something, but uh, I'm kind of taking a different route, like I I got my TV credit early on, I was on a limit date, and that was two years, two, three years into my career, and I just decided, you know what, for the next seven years, I'm just going to lay low and not be famous at all. Like,
3: limitate, huh? How successful was that, or was it just really a put on?
0: I was on limitate and it was not the most successful. Here's what happened: I was on it. I think the last year that the show was around, like they, I basically did the show, and they canceled it.
3: Oh dear! Which,
0: <laughs> believe it or not, not happens. Not your fault. A, it's not my fault, but believe it or not, that happens a lot in my business. You know, like like uh, I headlined a club in Arlington, Texas, earlier this year next week it was gone.
4: <laughs> wow. Like,
0: That's just not what your I fault
4: I
3: though. Not nope. your fault.
0: I closed a lot of rooms.
3: <laughs> wow. Don't <laughs> listen to this bookers.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so did you go to college?
0: Um, yeah. I went to college in Hastings, Nebraska. It's called Hastings College. And uh, I went there for broadcast. At one point actually, I actually had three majors. Um, I had an art major, I had a broadcast major, and an English major. Uh, but my senior year, I dropped my art major, uh, like the first semester, because I was like, you know what, whatever, I don't need a degree to prove that I'm an artist, I'm an artist. And then I was like, okay, well I don't need to finish this English degree either, what am I going to do, work at the English factory? Yeah. So, I was like, nope, <laughs> done with that one, so.
3: <laughs> but you can spell really well.
0: Oh, I can, I, I won my 8th grade spelling bee, you know, That's like, fantastic. I'm really good, yeah, it is.
3: And you, did you ever pass out, lock your knees, and pass out on stage doing... Uh, spelling bees? Oh,
0: doing spelling bees? No, no. I don't think I've ever passed out from that. Like, I used, you know what? This is kind of weird, and I don't know why I never thought to talk about this. Um, back when I used to work at a movie theater, like, I'm not saying I had an eating disorder, but I didn't eat all the time. Like, I was so impressed with Madame Curie, because I'd read about her, and she was always working on stuff. Sometimes she'd forget to eat. That's the way I was. I used to be, like, this major workaholic, and I'd forget to eat. And I remember, like, a number of times at this movie theater I worked at, I just randomly passed out.
3: Okay, so you just made <laughs> the most interesting little skillet. Tell us what was in that.
0: Oh, oh, I I, I thought you meant, like, that story about Madame Curie. I'm like, that's a skillet story.
3: <laughs> that's not a skillet uh, <laughs> story. What you just made on the stove. I just
0: made a skillet. Like, that sounds like something that you could tell somebody. You just like banged it like, out. man, I've... What a skillet of a story you had right there, you know. (laughs) It would work. So many ingredients. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, okay, so yeah, I I like to make skillet breakfasts, and I can't believe it. Nobody else ate it. Like, here's the thing: it's a tried and true breakfast. My dad and I used to always make it. It's called the Mountain Man breakfast. What you do is you got to have some kind of like either potato or apple, just something like that. And apples, you know, a potato is the apple of the dirt or something, the French say that, I don't know.
3: Apple of the dirt?
0: Apple of the earth, <laughs> that's what they call it, pop nice. So, um, but yeah, anyway, so you put in like an apple, you put, or, or potato, probably potato for most people, put in some sausage, you know, so you have like that grease right, layer right. that you can cook everything in, that's usually actually the first thing, and then, uh, so sausage, potato, some eggs, some cheese, and then like whatever other ingredients, and this time I put in some, um mushrooms and some onions and it, it's delicious and you get you're full for like the next four hours like really full and yeah how
3: do you manage to stay uh, eat healthy on the road
0: sometimes i do sometimes i don't i'll tell you one thing though i don't eat fast food and it, it's not even a conscious choice i used to eat fast food all the time then i'm like wait why am i gonna spend eight dollars at this crappy fast food restaurant but I can go to, like, a regular restaurant and spend, like, $11 and actually get a decent meal. That's true. Or, better yet, most of the time I just buy my food at the grocery store, make it, like, at whatever hotel or motel or friend's house I'm staying at, and, you know, it's so much cheaper.
3: Got yourself a little hot plate?
0: I don't. My my uh, One of my previous roommates had a hot plate, and it was pretty awesome. Um, I would like to travel with one because... It's a, you know, a lot of, a lot of places have microwaves and stuff, but, and that's cool, but, like, I would like to travel with a hot plate, that would.
3: Yeah, you could just cook something up, like, eggs real good, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see, what else do I have? Oh, why did you get started in comedy?
0: You know, um, I mean, a lot of people say that whole thing, you know, people always told me I was funny, and and that's, it's true, like, when I was, when I was growing up, I was always screwing around, class clown, you know, it's typical stuff, I was always. So
3: you were extroverted then?
0: Yeah, you know, it's, in a way, you know, yeah, like, like, it's weird because in some ways, like, I was always super shy, didn't know what to say around girls, I'm still kind of the same way, I'm always screwing that kind of stuff up, like, I'm I'm, I'm still, like, I'm 30, a 33-year-old man, I still, like, get flustered with girls, you know, it's so dumb, but then, like, uh, I think the other side of me was, like, always screwing around and, like, I don't know, just, I'm, it's bad, I'm attention hungry, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> like, it's,
3: do you remember the first time you thought, hey, I could do stand-up comedy?
0: Um, I think the first time I thought I could do stand-up, man, I don't know. You know, actually, I would say, like, uh, I was on the speech team in college. Yeah. And me too.
3: That was fun though. Yeah,
0: it was fun. And and I thought about doing it like after I got out of college but then like I didn't do it for like two years, you know, I kinda waited. I had all this momentum in college from doing speech and then I waited two years and just kinda forgot how to perform, you know. And uh just kinda went through like man, my first open mic was just horrible. Like <laughs> and I don't mean just like my first set. I mean like like the first I'd say the first there were a few years that it was horrible, but like there was there was a the first open mic I ever did, I wasn't even planning to go up on stage. I was sitting there in the audience, and the guy that was running the mic was like, hey, are you a comic? I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I'd am i like to be, but, you know, not not yet. And so he's like, well, why don't you get up and do a set? And I hadn't ever written a joke. Like, I had no jokes. So I went to the bathroom, ate a couple of ephedrine, and, like, came out and, like, wrote some Walmart Concepts. I think that's the base material that all comics come up with. Is like, hey, Walmart people or whatever wrote some Walmart comments and uh, on a napkin got up there and ate crap.
3: Oh, yeah. (laughs) And
0: it was here's here's the thing. It was at this place called um, Chaps. Oh. (laughs) Because the waitresses wore chaps, like you could see their butt hanging out. Like there was like that line where like some of the cloth covered. They're ports, but, you know, like, they were just...
3: (laughs) So they wore thongs and chaps?
0: Yeah, they wore buttless chaps. And then, check this out, like, a year later, that place turned into a gay bar, and I swear to God, they kept the uniforms. I bet you they (laughs) did. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah.
3: So who are your favorite comedians?
0: Um, Right now, my favorite comedians... Uh, Man, I got a couple... The uh, best live show I've ever seen was Maria Bamford. I saw her a year and a half ago in uh, in Denver at the Comedy Works, the downtown Comedy Works. And she, like, I swear to God, I've never seen anybody perform anything as well as she performed that show. Like, like, not music or anything. Like, she she just, she just, it was amazing. Not, not a single false step. Like, it was just, she was so into every aspect of her performance. It was so well written, so well performed. I can't, I don't know. Uh favorite like guys that you know i see more often though like a bill burr he's probably the top working comedian right now um i got to work with jim jeffries this last year uh that was amazing like he had just written a 17 minute opener on something that happened a week before and it crushed wow it was sick i love that yeah Uh, it's
3: amazing the genius of something like that
0: yeah some people can do it some can't and i honestly think the people that can't do it like, they're just maybe they're not used to do it, or maybe they just tell themselves they can't. I mean, how many times have I... I've written so many stories and thought, hey, this is going to be awesome, and then just, like, wussed out and never did it, you know? And right. I, th- I think some of it is just, like, being the guy that does it, and and he just gets up there and just does it. Like, he, he winged his closer that week about the Lord of the Rings. He just, man, here's what I'm talking about at the end of my show, and it was amazing. That's like, awesome. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, Troy Baxley is probably my favorite Denver comedian. He's just oh man. Uh,
3: you fall out every time,
0: dude. Here's the thing: sometimes he'll eat, he'll just eat the biggest crap on stage. I don't know if we can cuss on this one, but anyway, here's the yes, thing. Yes, can. Oh well, it's done. <laughs> <Yeah>. crap? He'll <laughs> eat crap, uh, but yeah, sometimes he just. But when he, when he doesn't do well, it's still the most entertaining thing. Like he just. He does it to an art form. Like he's so good at like not doing well, and he's so good at doing well. Like
3: so, he's likable to the audience.
0: Well, when he doesn't do well, it's not likable to the audience. But the back of the room is howling, like because he does it on purpose sometimes.
3: Oh, gotcha. He's
0: so comfortable with what he does. He'll just like tank it on purpose. Like he'll just do like this weird character or something, because he knows the audience is gonna hate it, and it just it's the funniest thing. I I'm I know you're not supposed to play it at the back of the room. You know, you're supposed to like make but the audience. But
3: yeah, sometimes, it's a great compliment when the comedians actually laugh at you. Yeah,
0: yeah, because you know, most of the time they're all judging and they don't, you know, they don't give a crap. You know, like I mean, even when comics, like like I never do a material in front of comics, like period, because there's no point. I mean. If it's already in my act, there's no reason to do it in front of them because, right, right. like I know because it works. You need to work
3: on stuff. Yeah, needs work.
0: Yeah, I, I'm working on these new ideas, you know, and like putting some life into it. But like, if, if I'm doing like something that I know that works, like comedians are like horrible about it. They 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 will a lot of times appreciate it, but you know they're they're like yeah yeah this is your act whatever good for you. you the know? longer
3: I do this, the and the more people I know. You know, sometimes I'll go up and I'll do material I'm working on and then I'll get off and a couple different people will give me a couple different tags. Yeah. And it's so much fun when well, people collaborate.
0: And that, that is true. You know, like, the, there are times, like, when I'm I'm doing, like, a, just a regular show, like, not like an open mic or something, but like a regular show, um, like a, like, you know, what? pick whatever comedy club. And if you're with the right comedians that week, like, you'll be watching each other and writing tags for each other. You know, I've... I've there have been a lot of comedians over the years I've befriended that have written just amazing tags for me. And I've written amazing tags for them. Because they, they see something that is naturally already there in your bit that they just can't believe you're not doing. You know, like right. like, like you watch somebody you're like, man, you've set this up. So all you got to do is say this one line. It's right there. You're not even seeing it. And then they're like, oh my gosh, you're right. You know, or, I mean, I've totally had that, oh my gosh. Wow, how could I not say that line? Moment.
3: I love that. Riley Newton comes up to me after a show. She goes, just put in a comma for a pause, and then these two little words. And <laughs> it kills.
0: Yeah, she's... Oh, man. You know, she she MC'd a show that I did last year, and, like, I had just met her. I had just met her. Um, it was in Kirkland, Washington, at the Laughs Comedy Spot, which I really like the club there and the people there. They're so nice. Um, but... uh she was MCing that week, you know, and and she, man, holy crap, I was dying, I was dying, she's so funny, and I just couldn't believe she was even MCing. and it turns, it turns, I don't even know why I'm saying this, like, it it turns out she just, she doesn't even, like, typically MC. like, it turns out she's done, like, way more, like, premium blend and all this stuff, Um, she just, hey, hey, I'm an MC this night, you know, like, anyway, I guess what I'm trying to say, it was such a surprise treat, you know, because sometimes, man, I don't even know, I feel like I'm, like, walking myself into, like, saying something,
2: like, I don't mean, <laughs> <You> <laughs> like, that, uh... like, MCs are
0: always god awful, they're not, like, like there are well, some very, well, they're generally
3: somebody who's learning about yeah. comedy, so, and,
0: well, and, I mean, there are some very funny MCs out there, so I don't want to say, like, MCs aren't good, I mean, like, like, I, man, one of my favorite comedians is the house MC at Comedy Works, his name, Chuck Roy, he's amazing, if you ever get a chance, check him out, he used to be the warm-up act on, uh, uh, the Late Late Show with Craig Kilborn. so, you know, Craig right. Kilborn. that was a while ago. Um, but man uh he he 's just the best way you could possibly be an m c like right off the like it 's like I guess in Canada like they sometimes pay the m c more than the middle because they actually value the m c they do that at comedy works in Denver too
3: yeah, well, I think that people don 't realize is that just because you are. Uh, MC open micer that you can somehow host. And hosting yeah. is a special skill unto itself, like Ralph oh, Porter man. down at Jazz Bones. He is an incredible host, and the show is fantastic because he's an incredible host. He, he
0: really is. He really is. Like, if somebody, like, I mean, there are just some things that you do as an MC that, like, don't come natural to comedians. Like, like, uh, I don't know. They're, like, MC work is, uh, you know, it's not just doing your set, it's about making the show work. Right. So like uh somebody gave me some advice about MC that I, I didn't even know like like I emceed for forever, man I was I was the couch comic at so many comedy clubs, like in the, you know you know how like a lot of times when you go work a club, like they they don't have a room for the, the MC right, to right. stay on the couch like uh i I did that It's at, at so many different clubs and and for like forever, and I just couldn't get past that hump, and somebody finally told me, Jake, don't do jokes for the first minute and a half." Like right. what? Are you, what are you talking about? Because that's counterintuitive. Like, like the comedian in me, like the straight up comedians, like, well, I should give them my best sh- stuff right away. Right. But no.
3: You got mo- duties.
0: Well, right, right away. Like you need to welcome them and and say, hey, we've got a great show tonight. You know, we've got so and so in the house. We've got a waitstaff. You know, like like get some applauses going. and right, stuff. Right. Exactly. And and anyway, so that's just like one thing that like doesn't come to like.
3: If you don't think about it.
0: Yeah. Like, I would have never thought of that, you know, I, I, you know.
3: So, what do you like to joke about?
0: Oh, okay. Um, here's the thing. Like, I take the worst things that have happened to me, typically, and I somehow make them silly, (laughs) you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like, um, uh, and, and not just, not just the worst things that have happened to me, but like, uh, I don't know, um... I try to I try to tell people like good ideas that I've had like if, like if I think of something super devious like some way to deal with like a, an enemy at work or something I try to tell them about that kind of stuff or, or like uh, <laughs> you know like I, I feel like I feel like I kind of toe the line between like goofy and sinister the
3: sinister goofy man
0: yeah like like sometimes I'm like super fun but like like just in general in life I'm sometimes really fun to be around and then sometimes. I'm I'm petty and I'm dark and I'm jealous and I'm bitter and I'm like you screwed me out of a dollar for so this month's rent. So bring mace
3: to your show or Yeah, well, I don't
0: know about bring mace, but you know like there there have been some times I've done just like some evil things to people, just like evil things because you know, part of my brain was like, "Oh, I, I was treated unjustly, you know?" <laughs> <laughs>
3: so uh, they're going to pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: so like there's this devil that comes out of me, you know, and I just so I kind of kind of I go back and forth between that. And like uh, so I have to almost be a little bit goofy to talk about stuff like that when I'm on stage. Because otherwise they're just like, wow, this guy's really a jerk.
3: I've noticed that uh, being serious doesn't work for me. And I have to do the same thing as yeah. being a little bit more lighthearted and kind of goofy with a wink for them. To yeah. get them to realize that I'm not really going to... <laughs> Go crazy on the stage or anything, so.
0: Well, and I don't and, like
3: the serious stuff.
0: And then, and then here's the other thing, though. You know, like uh, a lot of people have told me, I occasionally do laugh, like in the moment when I'm up on stage. I like laughing, you know, whatever. Like that's the reason why I'm doing my material because I think it's funny, and I know you're you're not supposed to like. I laugh at some of the goofy stuff like I don't mean to like I'm not like hey I should laugh at this you know when this joke's done I, I think sometimes I'm just like I realize what I'm saying and I'm like oh my gosh that's so dumb and I just laugh well but, you
3: stay away from the gratuitous laughter yeah I'm laughing because I'm funny <laughs> yeah
0: like it's it's never that like I'm just I'm just like oh my gosh that's so dumb but like then there's then there's like this then there are times where I'm not wacky at all on stage Where I'm, like, super duper, like, serious, you know, because I'm I'm making a point. Like, I actually do have some points about stuff, you know, like, right right now, okay, this is the big thing I'm kind of talking about right now. I'm sick of the government acting like our parents. And, like, man, some people just love it. They love being told what to do. They love, uh, gun laws. They, They love, uh you know, being told not to smoke inside, they're, they just love that stuff, they're, they're like, you know what, the government... I govern- need a
3: bigger allowance, I need, to, if, if they're our parents, so... Yeah,
0: exactly, they're acting like our parents, and they're without the without the plus side, without the nurture aspect, you know, it's, it's just crappy parents, so, you know, I, I get super mad about that, and that's kind of been my thing lately, um, talking about that, like, that's that's one of the biggest angles I'm working on right now, and it's weird, because, like, it works in, like, so many parts of the country... But, um, there's some places in the country where, like, I'm like, okay, you know, they're not totally ready to yeah. hear this, or maybe I'm <laughs> not ready to say it in their terms, like... Right. Because, like, uh, and, I, and when I say some parts of the country, I mean out here, like, like, like Portland. I started to go into my political stuff a couple weeks ago, and I was like, you know what? This is my first week here. I want to make sure I come back to this club. And they, were, they weren't feeling it right away, so I, I moved away from it, but, you know, the... I could tell that, like, uh, they're like, well, what are you talking about? Like, "Yeah, we love the government just the way it is. I'm like, uh, Oops. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, um, no, I don't. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty pissed off about him right now. So, anyway.
3: Well, thanks. Um, do you have any shows coming up here in the near future?
0: I do. Um, well, okay, so, let's see, what's today? I don't even know today's uh, Monday. Yeah, okay. Well, this weekend I'm in Spokane uh, at this bar, this comedy club called Chuckles. Um, you know, and then next week I'm at Tacoma Comedy Club. The, the, I think the most important thing, though, you can always see my schedule because I'm constantly adding new stuff. Uh, I'm constantly adding, like, new material, but also, like, what I'm really trying to say is new, I mean, new material. I don't know why I threw that in, but yeah, I am. But then I'm constantly <laughs> adding, like, uh, new dates to my schedule. Like, I'm, I'm... I'm a
3: little ADHD, but what you're yeah. trying to say is check your website.
0: Yeah, seriously, mm-hmm. like if you go to JakeIsFantastic.com, that's JakeIsFantastic.com. I I have seriously, I'm I'm getting into so many new clubs right now. Like like just all the time, I'm getting into new clubs and like uh, doing some new colleges and stuff. So just check out my website because chances are I'm coming to your market pretty soon.
3: So check out www.jakeisfantastic.com, and thank you very much, Jake, for coming on the Northwest Convergence Zone. This has been T.K. Kasnick. Have a great day.
0: Bye. I'm Jake.
1: (laughs) Hey, South Sounders, looking for something to do? Check out the Tacoma Comedy Club. Thanks a lot, Chance. And what do we have going on down at the Tacoma Comedy Club this week? You won't believe it. Tuesday night, live music starting at 8 o'clock. $5. Get on down there. It's a great stage, great place. Wednesday night is open mic night. Do you make small children laugh? Well, maybe you can make other people laugh as well in real-life situations like a stage and a microphone, and it's free. $8. Bring your A game. B game's accepted, too. Thursday night, Jubal Flag Presents, 8 p.m. What does he present? Headliners from all over the Northwest. They come down on Thursday night. Maybe they need a couple extra bucks. You don't have to pull out as many bucks out of your pocket. It's not $15. It's only $10. Friday and Saturday from Last Comic Standing and voted uh, the best of the West in the recent uh, Detroit International Comedy Competition, which is kind of strange because that's Detroit. It's not really the very West. Maybe it was West Detroit. So it's Brandon Vetsdahl, 8 p.m. and 10.30 p.m., only $15. It's just that simple.
2: Tacoma Comedy Club, located at 933
1: South Market, or give them a call at 253-282-7203. All
2: right, hey, everybody. You know, a while back, we had uh, Danielle Egnew in the studio with us, and she is a fantastic musician out of California on the Maurice the Fish record label, but she's also uh, a psychic and a medium and, and yeah, all that stuff. She has a TV show and... You know, does I think personal readings those, a, like those late night commercials? Like, call
1: no. Aunt Frida and she'll tell you, you. <laughs> it is not <laughs> a, it is not <laughs> a, no, this kinda. is
2: legit, man. <laughs> this, this lady knows what's going on. Um, she's also a ghost hunter and all kind of stuff in her spare time, so uh, she works with police on unsolved yeah, yeah, she, cases she, and so yeah, yeah, she's legit, and so we, <laughs> uh, we're proud to have her in. She's going to, uh, she's gonna, she's gonna talk to Voxy and. And we're going to see what's, uh, what's going on with that down with that. Thanks for coming in, Danielle. You're welcome. We appreciate you being here. And we have Voxy here. And Voxy has some questions for Danielle. Because, Danielle, you have a special gift that you are... Um have been blessed with and you use it in a fascinating way and i think i think you use it in a in a very positive and a good way which i applaud and admire and i think a lot of people are curious about it voxie is one and so voxie would like to know some things about what's going on with her
5: so um specifically with my music career will um will it ever manifest to a point where i can it, where where it will help me make a living? I'm not necessarily looking to be rich and famous, but I want to always keep the music in my life, have it always be there. I would like it to um to be part of my ultimate career livelihood. Do you see that for me?
6: Well I do, and one of the things that's very key though for this uh as far as you go um is that uh, you you were mentioning to me earlier before we got on the air. You know, you've got a lot of different things you do and whatnot. Um, but the important thing is, is that's the way you're designed, and you're designed to work that way as well within your music career. Um, to do just one thing, even within your music career. Is not going to fly, you know. Whether it's just sing or just play an instrument or just gig, um, you know, you get I. I'm, this is what I'm getting off of you. You get very frustrated about if if things aren't marketed correctly, if the presentation of something isn't correct, and it's not like you're some giant jerk about it, but it's about the whole entire package. You know, you're somebody who notices a lot of little bitty details, and you know, one of the things that's hard for you is somebody who notices tons of tiny little details like that is that you probably get misinterpreted a lot of times as being like nitpicky or you know whatever ragging on somebody but that's actually not where you're coming from the fact is you just notice all this stuff and you see the validity of that in the overall outcome you know when we're talking entertainment which you and i both do every tiny bit matters and so when you're talking about hey i don't necessarily have to be you know the, the american idol rich and famous but i'd really like to to put some stuff out there and do it you know you've got quite a following anyway right now. And those people are actually looking for more recorded product from you. So, um, you know, focusing on the recorded product, getting it out there, um, not being as worried. You know, I see some concerns here about, you know, distribution outlets and whatever. Don't worry about that. I mean, because there's iTunes, there's everything else. But for you, the most important thing is to accept that you're not going to be The one person who does the one thing. You're going to have many things that you keep going, many plates you keep spinning at one time. So that success is also going to be congruent with you being able to put people in your life who can keep up with your work style. Because what I'm seeing here is is a deceptively laid back person. You know, there's, uh, you know, (laughs) because when you're working, you want to be working and you want that work done and you want it put out. And people who may not know you really well may misinterpret that again as being a taskmaster or whatever. The fact of the matter is you're trying to hit a mark. And you're, you're trying to get there. It's not that you're a perfectionist or not about that. No, you have a job you're trying to do. So um, actually in this area too, something about Portland um, down there in the, uh, uh, that area okay. down in Oregon. Um, you guys going south is going to be very, very positive for you. So, <laughs> um, what's
5: that? Okay. Just, I've been telling the guys, all
6: right, we're going to do Portland, uh, Salem, and Eugene here soon. So There you go. So that's yeah. going to pan out really well for you. Good. Um, you know, letting yourself open up to a lot of... Uh, I, you, I, I get information from your angels. That's why I'm looking over the top of your head. They're much taller than we are. And they're chatting me up, especially the one who walks with your heart. And that is where your music is. That's where your music is. And um, there's a marrying... Of both sides of yourself that you would greatly benefit from accepting, you know, you've got the person who's like da 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 cross mm-hmm. those teeth and dot those eyes, and you got the woohoo chick, you know, who's kind of hanging with the universe. <laughs> Libra, <laughs> Libra, okay, right, Libra. So you know, just just be kind of cool with the fact that you're never going to be, you're you're always going to be never one finding of the that balance.
5: <laughs> and and I have, I've started to get that way. Like, you know what, this is just how I am.
6: Yeah, and it's so. cool. I mean, Libras actually are the cardinal ruling planet of creativity. So, you know, with the not ruling planet, excuse me, ruling sign of creativity. So, there's a lot of stuff that you've got going for you if you just are okay with the fact that you don't have to be perfect that in I'm, executing. But I'm a little chaotic in my approach to that's it. That's the way you are, yeah. though. And that's going to be the way it's going to be for you.
2: Cool. Awesome. So, now that would that be. Uh because she's obviously part of a a band. Sure. An overall band, and there's lots of different personalities in there. Um, I'm curious, how does uh, the interplay between Voxy and, say, Jean and some of the other ones, uh, is she... uh you were talking about how, you know, she may be perceived as this way or that way, sort of nitpicky or whatever, but she's actually more concerned about, you know, just the overall, you know, getting it out there and those those sort of things. What's the interplay in a band? And I know you've been in bands and now you're solo. Um, is, that, is that a challenge for bands with all the different, um, you know, not just personalities, but their drives and, and uh, how they're perceived by each other? Um, you must have an interesting perspective on uh, when bands break up or certain bands that get together and you're like, those signs all mix or you're like, they will never make it.
6: You know, it's uh, a band is a spiritual symmetry. And music is a spiritual symmetry. And somebody may have a strength where I have a weakness. I may have a strength where they have a weakness. We may have two strengths that amplify themselves. Where bands fall apart is they get their emotionality overlaid with the job that needs to get done. And sometimes that gets stomped on by how that's going to be executed. So well, you guys actually... um, there was without getting into it. I'm seeing some issues with that formerly. So actually, I guess that's not an issue anymore. But that was an issue. And so in your in your going forward, um, you guys can set up. A, I guess I could say a, a a forum that's going to work well with how you work. And you know, sometimes people go in two different directions, and it's nobody's really fault. Sometimes it's just the way stuff breaks out. You guys are on a different vibration. Um, whereas other people might not have been. Mm-hmm.
7: You know, it's interesting. I'm not. I'm not a psychic, but um, just meeting Foxy today and meeting you. I don't want to say I'm a channel, but I can see so many similarities because I've I've known Danielle since '92, and she comes across as a real laid back person. I mean, we'll sit. We'll sit. We have. I took next week off on vacation because of this. We'll sit in front of my fireplace for till three in the morning with Guinnesses and wine, whatever, talking. But very laid back. But I. Um, but when she works, is meticulous. I mean, it's you know we work, 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 work. We get it done. Go over it. You know, she's a lot more laid back now than she was in the '90s. But you know, as Thank a, God. I know this is we're talking about psychic and reading stuff. But you know, as a guy who's been in a lot of bands and been a leader in a lot of those bands, you know. I respect where everyone comes from, but it's funny, the thing that takes a while to learn is if you communicate, like the forum you're saying, that's what made me think about it, if you sit down and every the band members can find out where each other's coming from, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, I, it's okay if you're that way, yeah. and it's okay if Gene's a different way, as long as you know where each other's coming from, because it's, that's what kills bands, is when bands just get thrown together, they meet out, they're drinking beers, oh, you play right. great, whatever, and they don't know each other's... Well, and you
5: said there, that you saw some issues formerly, mm-hmm. but they've been worked out. And I mean, we're three and a half years. I moved, I moved out here to put this band together. So nice. our, our, our friendship and our working relationship has developed over that time. So we have had to learn how to, and so of course there's been some some stuff, yeah. in the but but we've had to ultimately, um, like with family or in a marriage or anything, like you know what I love and I respect you, and I'm one of your biggest fans, and so let's work this out, let's get past whatever the ego issues are or whatever, and let's
2: just amen
5: lay it out there, and yeah, and and that's yeah, why I brought the that up. Same goal, it's true,
2: yeah, because uh, I mean we have lots of bands who listen to our podcast, and uh, a lot of bands uh, just even since we've been on the air, Switch Personnel, uh, you know, broke up or um, you know have had entered. New members to the fold well, and so us, forth. Yeah, we just yeah. So I members, mean, it's so. just that's just the nature of the business. And so um, to hear you say that, uh, and, and to put that in like you know a, a broader scope, um, talking about personalities and so forth in bands, uh, I think that's good for people to hear because it isn't about just all getting together and go yeah you play good guitar let's rock you know I mean to be successful. And I've seen lots of bands come and go. I've been in the music business for a long time. Uh, Successful bands do have to respect each other, they have to know each other's strengths and weaknesses and play off of those. And sometimes, you know, let the stronger one take take the lead in certain situations and then you have to learn to win to step up yeah. and take the lead as and we, well
5: and we totally do. I mean we've got the good cop bad cop thing down <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs>
2: remember this is being recorded okay. yeah, no. No. <laughs> now you had a question um, before we started this that I, I've ne- I have to know the answer to this <laughs> so please oh, yeah. ask the question and let's get to it here
7: let it let it be known that um, right now um, Daryl the ar- the, uh, he's got goose on his arms I, uh, yeah
2: <laughs> (laughs) No, um,
7: I wanted to know, I mean, it's one thing that you do with the, you know, with the ghost hunting and and just being a psychic is besides the people who are in this room, is there anybody in here besides us right now? Any spirits or someone from a past life or, or are we alone or?
6: Actually, right now, this second in this room, it's just us sitting here. You know, we don't, there's no passers throughs come by or whatever. There is, however, a presence in the bathroom. That's something that's kind of
2: interesting. I forgot so. to flush. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh,
7: that's my fault. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh. That is so shitty. Oh! Uh.
4: All right. And that's why it's called Big D. <laughs> that's right, baby. So.
2: Uh Danielle, thank you so much. That is fascinating stuff, and I find you absolutely fascinating. You are a, a wonderful human being and super talented musically and and also this uh, avenue that you uh, have chosen to share with us. Thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you for thank having you, me. Danielle. You're Thanks, welcome.
6: Congratulations in advance, by the way, for you. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take
2: it. All right, I want to thank Danielle for coming in. Voxy, what do you think about the reading? I liked it. <laughs> she was seeing things above your head.
5: Above my head, yes. <laughs> no, she, it was it was really cool. She there was some points she made that uh, really made sense for me. Well,
2: so. I think we should. I think we should tell everybody that was actually recorded a little while ago.
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so. but, but I remember. I remember some of the stuff that she said that just really was like, wow.
2: <laughs> you wrote it down, and nope. has any of it come true?
5: I don't think she gave me any predictions. I think no, she was I just kind of tapping into kind of yeah.
2: Yeah, tapping into your inner I, I can't angel. remember, but I will you listen. You are going to burn.
5: <laughs> I can't remember the exact yeah, <laughs> On August
2: reading. 24th, you will not remember this.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm anxious to hear it again, actually. Actually, it's July. To to Thursday it.
2: morning, you will
1: burn the toast. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Damn, but, if I did. Was that?
5: Wasn't there a SNL skit with uh, Christopher Walken where he was like the psychic with totally useless information? He'd like stop and... <gasps> And something like that. Tomorrow, say, More you will bell. drop a dozen or eggs something or something. Like that.
2: Don't you remember? Yeah. Something like everybody,
1: that. You just, YouTube that up after the show. Yeah. Google Christopher it.
2: Walken.
5: Crazy I believe psychic. you. I believe it you. Was kidding.
2: Uh, I want to remind everybody that you can hear us on Stitcher. Stitcher, Stitcher. And Stitcher, you can download it right off, or there's a link off of our webpage, nwconvergencezone.com. You can download it onto your phone as an app, right, Saint? Yeah. It becomes an app. And then when you click that app, I don't even know what the hell apps are. My phone is like Double D said a few weeks ago, crappy. But it's basically anyway, a if you, walkie-talkie. If you like apps with bells you can, and whistles, you can get an app and punch yeah. that sucker, and there we are. So pretty cool. There it is. Uh, yeah. So Stitcher. Stitcher. And there's other. I do know. I have checked <laughs> out that their what. They, they do have other cool shows on there. He was there.
1: stuck there for a moment. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hit Somebody me. hit me upside down. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a brain freeze. Does <laughs> that slurpy I was having. That's beautiful. Um, so let's talk a little bit about. We've got some time here. And, you know, a lot of times we don't get to chit chat among ourselves too much because we have so many guests and everything rolling through here. The nerve is, of these people. Oh, it's, yeah, but it's very cool. I, I'm really, you know, at summertime, a lot of times it's a hard time to book people in here, but it hasn't really been a problem at all this year and uh was, getting them back in that's gonna be the problem, that'll I, be say, the problem. Aww, yeah. I start telling
5: everyone how hot and sticky it is in here
2: <laughs> we had
1: to deal with what boxing. are you talking about oh i'm sorry
2: <laughs> <laughs> but i thought we would uh i thought we'd just um chat amongst ourselves a little bit about because um, we're we're getting towards the end of summer you know fall's gonna hit here the fair is gonna start in a few weeks school's gonna start and all everything's gonna get back into flow uh, and, holidays yeah and we hope everybody will you know Make us a part of your routine. Uh, we're on every Sunday night, 9 to 11, com and then also in our podcast form. I and mean, We don't care how you listen, when you listen, but just listen. Or what you're wearing. We, no, you can be naked like us right now. Yep. Um, is that getting old? We bring that up all the time, like we're really sitting around here naked. <laughs> just butt naked. It's only saint.
1: I'm telling you, it's hot <laughs> and sticky in here. There's only one way to... Combat hot and sticky. That's nudity.
2: <laughs> but I thought we would I thought we'd talk a little bit about and a swimming pool. the state of because we're we're located in the South Sound and um, our, on the station we we we're all inclusive of the Northwest, but really on this show, um, and we have been branching out. It's been very cool to get bands from Portland and Canada and all and stuff, but our home base is right here in Tacoma and in the South Sound. And I thought it'd be interesting if we sort of profiled some of the uh, the venues that we have here. We talk about you know some of the the bands and what, what's going on with them as we're heading into... Because a lot of bands take time off in the summer. They do some recording or whatever and maybe some things we're looking forward to in this upcoming year. And I thought we'd start off... because <clears throat> I thought we'd start off talking about the venues because a lot of people are hearing about Tacoma. A lot of bands are wanting to come to Tacoma, which is unusual. It hasn't been that way for a long time. And I get people asking me, well, what's this place like what's that place like and i'm talking bands and people coming to shows you know where is it located what's it like and so forth so i thought we'd highlight a few of the the main venues in town and obviously you uh, gemmer and Voxy as performers have played on the stages of most of the venues and yeah. you can give that perspective and i obviously i have i've stood up there and introduced bands but i mostly just hang out and, <laughs> and look knees, stupid out in the, you know, in the crowd but you know you know, from a
5: listener's perspective which
2: ones you mm-hmm. thought uh,
5: had like the best sound. or
2: So I'm going to start off with the newest. I, I think it's the newest venue. Uh, it's the old Drake Hotel, obviously. But it's now the Furwood, which is located downtown. We had our second anniversary party there. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think, have either of you played that venue? No. Not yet? I got okay. kicked out of there once no. years ago. Nice. That's always other, a badge. Other than that. Well, but you've been there, and mm-hmm. so let's talk about the pros and cons of the uh, of the Furwood, because this is the same group that ran the, the old Furwood out in Fife that burned down. They've moved it to downtown Tacoma. Ooh. It's on uh, Pacific and like between 7th and 8th, I believe. Yeah, right across the street from Patty Coin. Exactly. Who doesn't do music anymore? Patty Coins Coins This is weird. No. <laughs> I but thought we're it was weird
5: about... that they ever did do music <laughs> there,
2: honestly. I thought it was weird they had they had us in there. <laughs> I, I did, too. Could you
1: guys please turn it down? It's like, <laughs> um, we're rockers, man. Uh, what the hell? So, All right, so yeah.
2: Furwood. Um, what do you think, Gimmer? You've been there? What, what's your take on the fur?
1: Seems like uh, they've done well with it. Uh, nice, uh, quick drinks at the bar. Uh, I don't know. The stage... Stage is very awkward. Stage is in a, kind of a strange place, but then again like well where the hell are they gonna put the stage right you know uh, so. and
2: there's fire code issues which is why they had to, to change that stage but it, even i will say even as somebody who's watching the bands at kind of an odd angle and, and yeah you uh, got to kind uh, of not blaming the furwood for this because you, you have to deal with what you have to deal with and when the fire department comes in and starts laying down yeah. crap on you, you you can't just tell them to fuck off yeah so. exactly
1: <laughs> you can but you know. <laughs> you're,
2: right. and you're shut down <laughs> not good for business um so yeah, because they're kind of at a at an angle. But I will say this: the the sound in there is good, very good, and that long ass bar they have is the best. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so cool, cool. Yeah. cool. I like it. You know, I think they need more um, lighting in there. I think in the uh, in the actual like where the bands play, mm-hmm. and and I'm not talking about like house lights and stuff. I mean just you know lighting for lighting for the bands. You know during their show you know, the coolest
1: thing about that bar was actually Big Joe sitting at the end of it it, yeah, what, and it was like he, he cool, should just get he? paid to just hang out there at the bar
2: <laughs> <laughs> Big Joe was rocking it that night he yep. would not come up on stage for anything so uh, so I the Furwood I know they do DJ stuff there as well as live bands so and, and it, I, it's a, it's a really cool venue and I'm glad they moved downtown because downtown um, is now having sort of a walkability factor that it didn't used to have yeah. so if you walk down the street and i'm going to throw these guys out there because they've been having some shows there uh it's mostly an arcade but dorky's arcade yeah uh you guys been to dorky's absolutely dorky's in my in my opinion is the coolest joint in town not not as a music venue but just as a place yeah um but they have been having shows in there and I, have you seen one there Did you, you were supposed to play there
1: we were supposed to play it there didn't once. happen it didn't happen. <laughs> the plans went awry, but that's okay. You know, it had nothing to do with Dorky's. Dorky's oh, is no. badass. Dorky's is awesome. It's like a walk down. You know, you walk in there and it's literally it's walk down memory lane. They got all these old video games, and the cool thing is, quarter, one quarter. They didn't. You know, it was like well, you know, we it could up. we could jack this up, and people will still play it. No, it's just it's just one quarter, and they always have food specials. I had like a five dollar pizza. It was like. A, you know, I had everything on it. I mean, supreme pizza, five bucks. Yeah, we're gonna come Forget back. We're gonna come
2: back, back in a little bit to the food at the different venues. <laughs> ah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah so right. then, then if you so if you continue walking down the street um, towards I five, you're gonna run into Hell's Kitchen. Yep. And Hell's Kitchen, of course, is a mainstay in Tacoma. that's a name brand. Um, they used to be located up on 6 I liked it better there personally but the venue they're at now they, they have you know they've had Dick Dale through there and the Melvins and they, they draw some big names obviously they're the uh, I would say other than Jazz Bones they're the big dog in town uh, you guys obviously have play, played there have you guys played there Vox mm-hmm. so tell us about uh, for bands that are listening out there who have not played Hell's Kitchen what's your take on the and you can be honest I mean you know you can be honest. Uh, can we? Yeah. No, I think it's good for bands to know what they're coming into. People go to Hell's Kitchen. Yes, they do. You know, mm-hmm. people show up at Hell's Kitchen. And, I was just there
1: a week and a half
2: ago. Yeah, I've been there many, many times. Flash, you know, good friend of the show. Um, but, you know, what do you think about, from the, from the band perspective, playing on the stage?
1: You
4: go first,
2: uh,
1: or do you want me to answer this? And I'm not even in a. Bit. Do there you it, go, do yeah. Do yeah it. Double D. What's your it's take? It's the sound. Yeah, something about the sound there. The sound yeah.
2: system is in desperate need of repair, updating or something. So is it is it is it is it because the sound guy keeps running it's, walking back and forth? <laughs>
5: well, that, see, that was going to be my. I love the stage there. The big, huge stage, like the venue, everything.
2: Yep. Right, the stage itself. is is very cool yep it's big
5: the sound guy is really hard to make friends with there though
2: we won't name him
5: (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know you go as a band you show up and that's like the first person you're like hey you know
1: most important guy he just walks by in the whole night's business that's the first
5: you know he's not
2: really responsive to the bands i'm just saying so uh, but But i love the stage i uh, love playing as an audience perspective i i one thing i One thing I do like about Hell's Kitchen is um, you know, it has sort of the lower pit area and Mm -hmm. then it has the, the, you go up and and it's the rise uh, standing area back there and there's a bar. So you don't have to, because it's a split venue, which is my problem with the Furwood and with Hell's Kitchen is that they have a wall that separates. So the band can be playing and there could be 100 people there and only 12 people in the band area. Right. Right. Because people who want to talk go over to the other side and it's the, kind of the
5: same with the furwood. It's the same, right? same yeah. thing with the
2: furwood, yeah, because that happened at our thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we had like three quarters of the band area full, but then you walked into the next room and it was packed. Right, and so people, people outside.
5: socializing. And, and I yeah. even
2: had one of the bands say, you know, like, they said something like, yeah, it was really cool, but there weren't that many people there. And I'm like, are you kidding? We had like 400 people. But they didn't see it because they right. came in the back door, set up, and left. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hell's Kitchen, I think that's one of the drawbacks of that. But
1: that has more pluses than minuses. It definitely has more pluses
2: than minuses, and uh, it, on the cool factor, super high. Yeah,
1: P- holds over four hundred people. Yeah, you know, absolutely.
2: I mean. So uh, Hell's Kitchen, thumbs up, everybody. I think uh, it's we're glad to have them in Tacoma. I think that uh, hopefully that you know everything goes well for those guys. I know it's a tough time. You it know, is. for uh, getting people out these days. Now, if we continue on down the road, I think the next place we come to that uh, is downtown that is rock and music would be the New Frontier. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the New Frontier. I've said it before. I'll say it again. And I'll tell you know. I would say this to all my friends who are owners of clubs here in town. New Frontier, my favorite place. As a band, though, how do you? What's your take on playing at the New Frontier? You've never played their boxing? I haven't played there, no. Really? Okay. No. That's wow. Weird. I've,
5: I've, I've can't jumped on stage that. with you guys
2: a couple. Are you but vox- once? Vox- boxy Vallejo has never have <laughs> never played. Okay, <laughs>
1: Gimmer. New Frontier is our our favorite place to play in town. It's uh it's it's like our clubhouse. I mean it it has multi uh you know many it's reasons. It's kind got
5: of nice kind like of. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for just like a um, got a cozy down factor. home kind of mm-hmm. you know your little neighborhood place that you go to and everybody loves each other the, and, it's got a
2: wood floor you know the sound is really good in there um, yeah if
1: you think you can get 75 or 100 people out to a show and you're like okay well, that you know that if we could get that many that'd be really awesome Well you get them at uh, at that show at it the, feels the new Frontier. like a good the place crowd. is gonna be packed it's gonna it feel like it's a house party
2: and that's my I, if, if there was one drawback. And one only, that I would say to the New Frontier, well, A, because they got, they got shut down for a while. That was a bummer. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Tacoma. Put pl- the capacity. Police and fire. Yeah. Uh, yes, the capacity. Because when we had uh, your CD release party and we had the hard count in there... Um, it was early on. They stuck the sign on the door, and a lot of people were turned back from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is is it? What did they let in there before they put that up? It was like hundred and fifty. No, not probably probably not. One hundred twenty five. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's it's not an exact number. It's I think they just sort of monitor and like it's full. <laughs> it <count. laughs> yep. it up exactly. Uh, but yeah, Brooke runs a, a a tight ship down there, and they have also. I mean, all these other clubs, you know, mostly just have. Other than Dorky's, which has arcade, but all the other clubs we mentioned just do uh, bands and and some do DJs and stuff. They actually have some pretty cool stuff down there. You talk, we talked, I think it was last week. We were talking about the uh, rock and roll bingo, right? And uh, do they do they have a karaoke night or anything there? <laughs>
1: No, nah, Monday is uh, is their metal metal night now. So they have oh they started spinning metal. No, not live music. Oh, they're spinning it just for like the metal crowd to come down, hang out, have, you know, drink specials. They always have some beer. Some for of the crazy they got some cheap, of the best beer know. in town there. They do. Um, but yeah, Wednesday nights is the rock and roll bingo there, and that's. Do a you lot think of they fun.
2: should take that pool table out?
1: Yes, I do. I totally agree. That Get that would that be bitch negative out of two. There. They could add. They could add six more tables, right? Because you there.
2: know what sucks is when you're there watching a show, yeah, and some jackoffs want to play pool. Yeah, so everybody's right standing way. around. They're like, "Hey, man, excuse me, come excuse me," yeah. and it's like, yeah. dude, you have a good crowd there. You, they need to yank the the pool balls and the cues and just say, "This is," you know. Put some Off uh, Put some wood over the top of it. Yeah, we can dance on
1: it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Throw a little sawdust. Motion on there. passed. All right. So uh, let's move on to um, I think one of the other. I think probably the biggest venue in town, as far as like capacity and so forth, is over on Sixth Avenue, and that would that would be Jazz obviously Bones. Jazz Bones, mm-hmm. and Jazz Bones serves up comedy. I think on Tuesday nights, and of course that's. Vicky Martinez plays there a lot and Perry Acker and Ben Union a lot of bands play but you guys have played there. Mm-hmm. you had your birthday there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Gemmer you guys have played there. So as a band perspective up on the stage, what do you guys think of that place?
5: i I like playing jazz bones. I like the stage. I like the sound They're Do you like always cause on it's it. elevated
2: pretty high, uh-huh.
5: but it is a huge venue. so if you're trying to make it look like you can fill a place, <laughs> that one's you know you need to you need to have a good following to fill it but right. yeah, we we true. we pull in a hundred to hundred and fifty people usually when so we get have a show lower there level and, pretty full yeah and um I always like it just like I said it's a nice big stage, nice big lights and and uh, always good sound. Gimmer?
1: Yeah, I love jazz bones. I love playing there. The stage, nice big, big stage. Uh, you know, they got monitors up there for you to listen to. And uh, yeah, they treat everybody yeah, and,
2: and if you can pack it out, you have the the mm-hmm. upper balcony and there's a bar up there. Yeah. And I mean, it's the big dog in town. Come on. Yeah. I mean, they, they they know what's going on. Yeah, there. they
1: get, you know, every Full menu every and week sushi, or so event, they have, yeah. you know, one of the regional or national touring acts will come through there. And, yeah.
2: Uh, okay. Stonegate, which is down on South Tacoma Way stone gate uh, great venue as far as you know looks and appeal the that the rock loft is which what is upstairs is where the bands play primarily they do occasionally down in the rum lounge but upstairs where they mostly play and we held our we've held a couple of shows there um very i think it has a very cool stage the artwork and everything like the atmosphere there. the atmosphere is really cool it's really cool
1: nice uh, green room yeah, yeah
2: absolutely. probably room. one of the best yeah. the best ones in town. I yeah. think. Well, I mean, there's a lot of places with no green room. Exactly. Yeah. There's Kitch- a bench out back. <laughs> Hell's Kitchen is a closet. Shit.
5: Even Hard Rock in Seattle, they were told us there was a green room. It's like back where there's elevators to load your stuff, and it's like a little hallway. That's where you That's get your to- green
2: <laughs> <route>. <laughs> <It's> like <there's> <laughs> <laughs> Pros and cons of the Stone Gate. Uh, the stairs, <laughs> man. The stairs all that, that. If you are lugging- playing at the Stone Gate, you have to lug all your crap up a.
5: Up and down after rocking out and having a few drinks, back down the stairs. Yeah,
1: I'm surprised we haven't heard any, uh, you know, like stories about. Hey, you hear about Ed Taylor? You know, dropped his amp down the stairs, and then his amp rolled over him. You
2: know that, and
5: it's a really long room, so sound wise, the acoustics can be kind of strange to work with in there. I found, but
2: the only and the other deal, it's a split venue. What I call a split venue, where you have. You have two rooms downstairs and then you have the room upstairs where the bands play. And we ran into this with our first anniversary party. Uh, A lot of people come to our party and want to network and chat and stuff like that and talk. And so uh, in the main venue where the band's playing, yeah, there's a good crowd. But then you went downstairs or you went outside. And there's a better crowd. And there's a bigger crowd because they can still hear the music, but they want to chat and so forth. So chatability factor kind of low there. Um, but he pulls in a lot of jazz there, a lot of blues, a lot of rock and roll. Um, R- Jeff, Jeff on the food yeah. thing, there's yeah. some
5: good food going on, good there. stuff
2: going on there. All right. Um, let's move over then to, there's a new, there's a new place in town, the backstage bar and grill, which is over on, what is that? Uh, Sixth Avenue? Yes. Avenue down uh, there by tower lane. You it used guys to been be in flaky there? jakes used to be flaky jakes. Anybody been in? Pl- been in I haven't been in since it was flaky there. jakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah they have a lot of cover bands there but they're bringing in original bands uh i know some local bands of tacoma have played there and they're bringing some people down from seattle i'm starting to see a
5: lot of events actually going yeah, on yeah it's a lot of uh okay
2: i'll just put it this way the stage looks great i have not seen an act perform there mm-hmm. the stage looks very very cool it's all sort of um it's uh it's dark like hell's kitchen but there's a lot of chrome around you mm-hmm. know and they have a lot of poles, and they really have all these these girls that you know it's it's alcohol and testosterone fueled that's all i'm going to say it's really that's who they're catering ah. to biker crowd you know buck so rock crowd so this is crowd. like a,
1: what like old camel toes out on Spanaway? it's a, it is an, it's toes the two? same
2: people <laughs> <laughs> and it's a it's but it's not so they've got cold answers yeah yes. it's not scuzzy like the camel toe i don't know, know about I mean? that oh no, yeah no, well, actually a, i've never been to the camel toe so oh I can't. No, yeah no, so no, no. you don't
1: know about that the, don't know this about
2: place that. is well lit and uh it, it actually when you walk in well, it's we were very, in the, there at the daytime Right, but it's very classy looking, you know. Um, but if you're not into, you know, the, the chicks dancing and, and, and... Who's not into chicks dancing? Some, you Come know, on. some people, they just want to go see the band and hang out. That's, you know, I mean, if they had dancers at the... Uh, i don't know over at the new frontier it would just take away from what was going t- on unless
1: Brooke was dancing unless
2: brook or in voxie <laughs> brook and voxie <laughs> dingo <laughs> all right uh what, what what other uh what other venues in town that that you guys play or have played like to play uh, I think. well the swiss oh the swiss yeah but the swiss is a lot of cover bands
1: the a lot Swiss of cover bands is a love hate deal for me because yeah. you know on Fridays and Saturday nights it's the meat locker, you know it's total meat market. Mm-hmm. Uh, Another split venue, two of, rooms, bunch mm-hmm. of sweaty dudes who just want to like dance, you know, all over you on the dance floor. So remember that, ladies. But uh, you know, yeah, tons of cover bands and they never have uh, original bands there on Fridays and Saturdays. Stage uh, is kind I, of Vicky. long and kind of narrow, so it can be.
2: All right. Yeah, uh, they're telling me we only have a minute left, man. That went fast. Yeah. Okay, real quick. Best food at whatever venue. Hmm. Gimmer. Uh, I'm going New Frontier. What
1: what's, what do you like on the menu there? I like their pizzas. Okay. And their nachos. Boxing. C- v- I
5: have a brand new love for Bob's Java Jive's French fries. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh,
2: second that. That's yeah. great. Um, I will say uh, my new favorite I was at the Furwood, and they have this thing called Italian nachos. Killer. Really? What comes on Italian nachos? Uh, You have to go find out. Meatballs? We don't don't have any time. (laughs) And that's what I was just
7: going to say. The Furwood's nachos.
2: Those were awesome. I mean, everybody. uh, Stonegate has really good pizza. Oh, yeah. yeah, Some really
5: unique uh, pizzas, too, that are really
2: good. A lot of good food at all the venues. So, everybody... Come down to Tacoma, that's sort of our state of the uh, <laughs> venues. There's other venues out there, but those are the mainstay. And uh, so those, those bands who are looking to play here, now you have a little heads up. And those who are looking to come to Tacoma and go see a show, uh, you know a little feel for what you might be rolling into when you hit one of these venues so yeah so you're welcome yeah <laughs> you're welcome world all right uh, that's it for us we're out of here I'm Big D this is Voxy the gamer and Double D for Saint Wonderboy and Squeeze I want to thank everybody for listening we are the Northwest Conversion Zone where all things come together all right this is some Voxy Vallejo with some rock on I'm see you guys over next Island. week
4: I'm over the-